www.healthcmi.com, acupuncture, continuing education online. Today we'll take a look at pain syndromes and also insomnia. There's been a great deal of research on both pain syndromes and the treatment of insomnia within Chinese medicine, acupuncture, herbs, Twina, Qigong, Tai Chi, many things. So we'll start off with a very interesting study that came out, and it is a protocolized study. So a protocolized study is one where it's a set of acupuncture points that are kind of written in stone. So that in this study, they're comparing two sets of acupuncture points. This is a little different than a non-protocolized set of acupuncture points wherein a differential diagnosis is made, and then the point prescription is applied to patients. So in cases where a, a differential diagnosis is made and then a custom set of points are chosen for the patient, there's a few approaches in those types of studies. Sometimes there'll be, let's say, five or ten different protocolized set of points. So if they have liver cheese stagnation, this, if they have heart yin deficiency, they have another uh, acupuncture point prescription. Uh, and then sometimes it'll be uh, completely customized according to the licensed acupuncturist, which is more uh, like what you would see in an acupuncture clinic. And sometimes you'll see standard lists or acupuncture point prescriptions and then another list of secondary points that can be chosen from for customization. Uh, so you have your primary points. Sometimes it's one set of primary points and then another set of points to choose from for secondary points based on customization. So again here, uh, Acupuncture Reduces Depression and Insomnia is the title of this article. You can see it in uh, healthcmi.com in our acupuncture news section. Uh, it reads, Acupuncture successful, Successfully Relieves Insomnia Caused by Depression. So this is honing in on one type of insomnia. Researchers document two effective and contrasting approaches to acupuncture for the treatment of insomnia caused by depression. The research finds acupuncture points lung 7, kidney 6, and UB15, also known as BL15 or bladder 15, more effective than Siguan, which is translated as the four gates or the four bars, uh, combination for the treatment of depression-related insomnia. Siguan consists of bilaterally needled acupuncture points, large intestine 4 and liver 3. So here we're comparing and contrasting uh, lung 7, kidney 6, UB15, with large intestine 4 and liver 3. Both sets of points were combined with Du20, GV20 by Hui, and Yin Tang in protocolized acupuncture point prescription. So you have your two sets of points plus both sets share in Du20 and Yin Tang. Although each prescription was effective, the data documents that lung 7, kidney 6, and UB15 were superior uh, for their efficaciousness. They produced a greater optimal patient outcomes. The researchers acknowledge that another study of a larger sample size is necessary to confirm these results. It's an interesting study in that 
many acupuncturists might expect maybe some ear, shin, men, and liver, or maybe a P7 or, or PC6 or PC7 combination, or D20s there, maybe they would have expected Sushen Sung. So here we're, we're taking D20 and Yin Tang and comparing it on the one side with lung 7, kidney 6, UB15, and then the other side, large intestine 4, liver 3. And they're great combinations. They got some great result for depression and insomnia. Let's take a deeper look. Acupuncture treatments were administered two times per week for six weeks. Needles were retained for 30 minutes during each acupuncture treatment session. Filiform needles of size uh, 0.3 millimeters by 25 millimeters were used to elicit dead chi at lung 7 and kidney 6 in the treatment group. And lung seven, kidney six being a very famous point combination, and large intestine four, liver three in the control group. Once dead chi was achieved, so dead chi is kind of a heaviness or radiating sensation that's often felt by the patient, or dead chi can be a sensation felt by the practitioner through the needle or an observation of a, a raised mound at the needle. So dead chi in and of itself is the elicitation of chi at the acupuncture point and there is a, there actually are studies comparing the uh, perception of dead chi by patients. So heaviness, numbness, tingling, pain, throbbing. And then there's also another uh, comparing and contrasting of dead chi in some research by practitioners reporting what they feel when they hold the needle. It's uh, a grabbing, a pulling, things like that. Uh, so anyway, once dead chi was achieved, do 20 and yin were added without manual stimulation. For the treatment group, meaning the, uh, the lung seven kidney six group, UV15 was added using transverse intradermal needling approach and it was retained for up to three days. So an interesting, an interesting choice here. And lung seven kidney six does work into this uh, quite well because kidney six, for example, is known to calm spirit, benefit throat, cool the heat, but it's also the and it is indicated for the treatment of insomnia, no doubt about it. Also, regular menses, prolapsed uterus, leucorrhea, things like this. Uh, actually, kidney six is interestingly combined with uh, triple burner, you know, Sanjiao six for constipation also. But in this case, it's chosen uh, because of its function as a confluent point of the yin chow meridian. I'm reading into that in that... Um, it doesn't state that specifically here in the study, but it's a confluent point of the yin chow meridian, and that pairs with lung seven, which is the other point in the prescription, uh, which is uh, the Ren channel, the conception vessel channel confluent point. Together, they work well for insomnia. So uh, an eight extra channels approach. Uh, no, adverse uh, no adverse events were reported in the study. Both groups showed a decrease in insomnia with the treatment group showing superior clinical outcomes. As a result, the researchers conclude that lung 7, kidney 6, UB15 is a better choice than uh, large intestine 4 and liver 3 for the treatment of depression-related insomnia when applying DU20 and Yin Tang. So th this study is trying to hone in on the exact standardization of protocols that can be used for a specific biomedical diagnosis, which is one approach to a study. Acupuncture continuing education and research has produced a significant amount of documentation for the treatment of depression and its side effects with acupuncture, 
within the last several years. And in related research, it was concluded that acupuncture at CB12 and Siguan, large intestine 4, liver 3, significantly reduces depression. So often with depression, there can be somnolence, you know, a lot of sleeping. There, there can also be a lot of insomnia it, or, or they vacillate. So uh, this study goes on to say, moreover, this acupuncture point combination, quote, has a similar therapeutic effect to oral administration of fluoxetine hydrochloride, and it is a safe method for depression without adverse reactions, unquote. Fluoxetine is known by brand names such as Pro, Prozac, uh, Lados, Fondax, Serafem, etc. Fluoxetine is a selective serotonin uptake inhibitor, an SSRI class of antidepressant. So I like this part of the study because so many patients have issues with their uh, side effects, first of all, from their medications, or they're not getting the desired result or a paradoxical effect from their medications and would like another way to control their depression and their insomnia. And we often see patients come in, for example, in an acupuncture clinic on Ambien and other drugs. Sometimes they lose REM state sleep as a result of taking sleep medications and the loss of REM state sleep over time can also induce depression. So it can be a vicious cycle at times. And acupuncture, herbal medicine, many things within Chinese medicine offer very tangible results to these people. So getting back to this study on depression, the randomly controlled trial consisted of two groups of 60 patients each, and the acupuncture group received the protocolized prescription of CB12, liver 3, and large intestine 4 as the primary points. Secondary points consisted of acupoints such as Du-20 and Sushen Sung. Acupuncture needle techniques of reinforcing and reducing were applied, and the biomedical group received oral fluoxetine, Prozac, you know, 20 milligrams uh, per day. Both groups were treated for a total of eight weeks. The effective rate in the group, in the acupuncture group, was 95% and 91.7% in the fluoxetine group. So very similar results. No major adverse events were, uh, events were reported in the acupuncture group and the fluoxetine group reported cases of nausea, anorexia, and diarrhea. The researchers concluded that acupuncture is safe and effective for the treatment of depression and that it proves similar therapeutic benefits as fluoxetine. So we started off with a little honing in on depression related uh, to insomnia and then on uh, depression in general. And we see that these researchers wanted to really support the use of a specific uh, protocol. Interesting, they chose uh, the four bars, uh, Siguan, the four gates, large, uh, large intestine four, liver three, which in common practice is probably applied more for pain syndromes or moving the liver chi. I could definitely see its application. My concern with this study would be that had the lung seven, kidney six combination with UB15 been compared to something like uh, P7, P6, heart 7, if there was internal heat, maybe large intestine 11, etc. So, uh, so this type of approach, uh, I wonder if it would have fared as well against something like that. So nonetheless, we see the uh, eight extra channels approach uh, looking good in this study. 
And that's uh, taking a look at insomnia-related depression. In a moment, we'll just take a look at pain syndromes, and there's a great deal of acupuncture research on the topic of pain syndromes. Acupuncture reduces acute low back pain. This comes from some research uh, that was published in a news article on February 23rd at healthcmi.com at the acupuncture news portal. And again, remember that the uh, news portal is free. So it's there for licensed acupuncturists and the general public to read about recent uh, Chinese medicine, Japanese medicine, Korean medicine, traditional medicine, uh, research findings, events, things like this. And mostly what we're seeing uh, is uh, acupuncture research. There's also herbal medicine research. So let's take a look at this study on low back pain. Acupuncture immediately and significantly relieves lower back pain. Researchers applied acupuncture to hospital emergency department patients with acute lower back pain in a controlled study. The data indicates that acupuncture is both safe and effective in relieving lower back pain. The study evaluated the effects of acupuncture on acute lower back pain re patients receiving outpatient care in the emergency department of Changhua Christian Hospital in Taiwan. A true acupuncture group was compared with a sham acupuncture group in this controlled study. True acupuncture was applied to the following acupoints. Large intestine 4, large intestine 10, stomach 36, GB 34, liver 3, Hegu, Shosenli, Zhusenli, Yangling Chuan, Taichung. All needles were manually stimulated to elicit the dead chi response. And this is what we'll see very commonly in studies from Taiwan and China that dead chi is essential. And this creates problems for double blind studies and single blind studies uh, because when the dead chi response is achieved, uh, it's hard to compare with another model where it is not. Although there are studies that attempt to do that. Again, dead chi sensations are often described uh, by patients as dull, heavy, deep, pressure, pulling, numb, aching, radiating, electrical, refreshing, and tingling. Acupuncturists may also experience a tugging or electrical sensation on the needle at the arrival of dead chi. Needle retention time for these needles, uh, total 15 minutes for each patient. The true acupuncture group demonstrated a significant reduction in lower back pain within 15 minutes of receiving acupuncture treatment. A three-day follow-up interview confirmed lasting results. The true acupuncture group significantly outperformed the sham acupuncture group within 15 minutes of treatment and in the three days following treatment. The results indicate that true acupuncture has immediate and lasting results. A related recent study had similar findings. Acupuncture was found to reduce lower back pain and reduce intervertebral disc degeneration. Acupuncture was applied to Huatou Jaji points 
of the lower back. Um, they were applied for 20 minutes per session, one time per day for 28 days to all patients in the study. And Huatojab G points running along the, uh, the sides of the spine, we find in clinical practice very popular for back pain. The investigators documented beneficial biochemical effects initiated by the application of acupuncture. True acupuncture successfully regulated inflammatory cascade biochemicals, and sham acupuncture did not. Acupuncture downregulated abnormally high levels of MMP13 caused by discompression and upregulated TIMP-1 that had been suppressed by discompression. Acupuncture's ability to reduce pain and inflammation may also be related to its ability to stimulate expression of CXCL10. Uh, in a, another related study, CXCL10 regulates, quote, opioid-containing macrophages as a key regulator of electroacupuncture-induced anti-nociception, unquote. The researchers note that acupuncture stimulates CXCL10, which in turn activates naturally occurring endogenous opioids. We'll take a look at these chemicals in just a moment. What's interesting here is the first study we mentioned with large intestine 4, large intestine 10, etc., found that true acupuncture beat sham acupuncture. But not only did it beat it immediately, it had lasting results, and the sham acupuncture did not. And sham acupuncture is often simulated points, nearby points, uh, a needle that, has, that, that retracts into the shaft when it's tapped on, and so it doesn't really penetrate. There are many ways to do sham models. But the true acupuncture achieved lasting results, and we're seeing more and more studies measuring biochemical changes as a result of true acupuncture that are not found by sham acupuncture. So why is this important? We're finding that acupuncture is having lasting results where sham acupuncture, through the placebo effect, has short-term benefits. And so one of the greatest criticisms levied at acupuncturists and acupuncture is that it's simply a placebo effect, which ultimately to someone as uh, who is familiar with the vast, extensive body of research coming out of some of the greatest institutions of medicine in the world, knows that this is very, uh, at times, ethnocentric. It can even be considered ignorant and bigoted in a, in a more severe case, because to pick and choose a few studies saying maybe acupuncture is only a placebo effect, and there are some studies often funded by the usual suspects, suggesting acupuncture may only be as good as a placebo. If you look at the lasting results and the biochemical changes related to that, you'll find that acupuncture in the vast, overwhelming majority of studies is effective and safe. So, and, and safety is another issue where we're finding, um, I saw a recent study where it was criticized that acupuncture was dangerous. It turned out that acupuncture had been applied uh, by a chiropractor who didn't even have his acupuncture certification in that state because some chiropractors can take some courses, do a little acupuncture. They didn't even have that. The acupuncturist, uh, the, the chiropractor didn't even have that and applied acupuncture and caused an uh, acupuncture-related injury. So a lot of the safety issues are sometimes uh, related to people. Uh, I read one also about an MD in 
England who had no training in acupuncture and was using hypodermic needles uh, for what he called acupuncture, which wasn't even related to acupuncture points, and he punctured an organ. So a lot of the, but these, these things get a lot of press. What's interesting is these wild, offbeat things that happen, uh, an extraneous tangential studies suggesting acupuncture as a placebo, uh, or one of these safety things does get a lot of press, and the good, solid research isn't getting the press it deserves in many ways. And here we have one that is measuring biochemical changes related to success. And so acupuncture, and true acupuncture and sham acupuncture, both may stop pain. But the biochemical and biophysical method by which true acupuncture exerts its efficaciousness is different than a mere placebo effect. We can now map out very specific biochemical and bioelectric changes using fMRIs in the brain. We know that true acupuncture has a very different pathway of efficaciousness, which explains its long-term benefits. This next research article will tell us a little bit more about MMP-13 and TMP-1 at those chemicals, and we'll take a look at that and, and what that means. This was published on August uh, 8th, 2014, this news report in uh, Health CMI in the news department. Let's take a look. Acupuncture biochemical discovery for low back pain and discs. Acupuncture reduces low back pain and disc degeneration. A new study demonstrates that electroacupuncture applied to specific acupuncture points on the back stimulates beneficial biochemical bodily responses that benefit the spine. Research for successfully measured scientifically repeatable chemical responses to acupuncture that suppress intervertebral disc degeneration. The controlled acupuncture study compared true acupuncture with sham acupuncture to ensure the placebo responses to treatment were eliminated as variables. The laboratory experiment examined the effects of electroacupuncture at Jaji points um, on the axial compressed lumbar discs of L4 and L5. Acupuncture was applied for a total of 20 minutes once per day for a total of 28 days. Electroacupuncture was administered uh, between 2 and 15 hertz for, um, and uh, bilaterally. Compression of the lumbar discs induces pain, inflammation, and disc degeneration. Two important chemical processes are involved in the body's response to compression. Pain and degeneration of the spine are created in part by an inflammatory cascade of two proteins in the lumbar discs. Increased matrix metalloproteinase 13, MFP13, and a concomitant decrease in tissue inhibitor of metalloproteinase 1, TIMP1. These are the two proteins involved in inflammation in the spine. The sham acupuncture group did not influence protein expression whatsoever. However, the true acupuncture, the application of Jaji points, the Huato Jaji points of the back in the acupuncture group successfully reduced MMP13 and upregulated TIMP1. So it reversed that inflammatory cascade of chemicals in the spinal region at L4 and L5 specifically. The changes were 
clinically significant, and the researchers note that increases in TMP1 are, quote, remarkably higher, unquote, when electroacupuncture is applied. MMP13 is involved in healthy embryonic development, but is also involved in human carcinoma, rheumatoid arthritis, and osteoarthritis development. Acupuncture successfully downregulated abnormally high levels of MMP13 caused by disc compression. TIMP1 is a natural inhibitor of MMPs, including MMP13, and TIMP1 also promotes cellular proliferation and has uh, other important biological functions. Acupuncture successfully upregulated TIMP1 that had been suppressed by disc compression. So there it is. We not only had superior patient outcomes on a clinical level of true acupuncture versus sham acupuncture, but we also measured the exact chemical cascades that are affected by it. So in related research, acupuncture was found highly effective for the treatment of chronic low back pain. And researchers at Dung German Hospital conclude that acupuncture effectively decreases patient pain levels and reduces days missed from work due to low back pain in a randomized controlled investigation. And remember that if you look at this article, you can look at the exact references to all the research, where it was, where it's published, and gain access to the studies just by going to the acupuncture news site at healthcmi.com. And at the bottom of each published article is the research itself and the references to it at the bottom. So everything is footnoted so you can take a deeper look. Another study of 236 patients that was published in the Journal of Musculoskeletal Pain, uh, researchers concluded that acupuncture is effective for the treatment of low back pain. A total of 14 acupuncture treatments to the 236 patients were administered over four weeks in a randomized controlled investigation. The researchers note that acupuncture has, quote, beneficial and persistent effectiveness against chronic lower back pain, unquote. And once we get into many kinds of pain, neck pain, back pain, migraines, headaches, the research is vast. It comes from the United States, the UK, Australia, China, Taiwan, the whole world. Uh, Korea, South Korea has some great research. So it's definitely not limited. So other studies, and those were local studies uh, on this, this most recent ones we, we commented on because they're local points, but there's also distal acupuncture uh, studies as well for low back pain. Um, large intestine four, HEGU, was chosen as the focus of a distal acupuncture investigation. A group of 187 patients with chronic lower back pain received 18 treatments at large intestine four over seven weeks in a controlled investigation, and the participants had significant uh, reductions in lower back pain. So that's a great short list. So you've got um, many kinds of studies, once again, uh, some with differential diagnosis for each patient, some with a standard set of points, some with some flexibility. Let's take a moment to switch back over to the treatment of insomnia. In this next article, we'll take a look at acupuncture 
compared with medication coming up just now. Acupuncture beats drug for sleep. This publication uh, was released February 7th, 2015 at the LCMI website in the news portal. And feel free to go and read it, look at all the references. Uh, you might enjoy it. Acupuncture benefits sleep and reduces insomnia. Researchers conducted a single-blinded, randomized, placebo-controlled investigation comparing acupuncture with sham acupuncture and astazolam, a benzodiazepine medication. True acupuncture, also known as verum acupuncture in some studies, produce significantly superior patient outcomes for insomnia patients, including improvements in sleep quality and total sleep time. A two-month follow-up to the treatment regime demonstrates that acupuncture is superior to sham acupuncture and astazolam for the treatment of sleep quality. So here we have an actual acupuncture group receiving acupuncture, as you would see in a clinic, a sham acupuncture group, and then a drug group. Three groups compared. True acupuncture also produced superior clinical results for sleep efficiency and daytime functioning. Acupuncture improved daytime functioning, including fatigue reduction, reduced sleepiness, increased alertness and concentration, and reduced mood disturbances. The researchers adhered to traditional Chinese medicine manual acupuncture techniques and attributed the positive patient outcomes to following traditional treatment protocol guidelines. According to traditional Chinese medicine principles, dead qi is an indication of the effectiveness of acupuncture. The research team ensured that the dead qi response was achieved at most of the acupuncture points. It also reported, uh, you know, the sensations, again, what it is, the tugging, the pulling, radiating sensation, you know, describing dead qi in this study. The researchers note that uh, dead qi was achieved at 85% of the acupuncture points and this may have been the reason for the effectiveness of the acupuncture. So uh, researchers will often speculate and comment on their protocol for the study. Reporting on TCM theory concerning healthy sleep, the researchers note that sleep is regarded as a cycle. There is an energetic daytime functioning of individuals and a restful nocturnal sleep portion of the cycle. If the cycle is broken, there may be low spiritedness in the daytime and hyperarousal states in the nighttime. The function of acupuncture is to restore the normal cycle. Acupuncture points used in this study were class of, uh, classically based on selections from TCM. So you had Du24, Sushen Sung, Du20, Heart7, Spleen6, Shen Ting, Sushen Sung, Bai Hui, Shen Men. Sanyin Jiao. Acupuncture not only restored nighttime sleep, but also improved daytime energetics. In contrast, patients in the Estazolam group, the benzodiazepine group, experienced adverse effects. This included daytime sleepiness that typically ceased by midday. The researchers note, quote, the trial 
implied that Viram, true acupuncture, was superior in improving sleep quality and daytime functioning of primary insomnia compared with Estazlam and sham acupuncture, unquote. The researchers also note that true acupuncture increased total sleep time and, quote, improved sleep quality and vitality, decreased daytime dysfunction and sleepiness, unquote. A related insomnia study had similar conclusions. Researchers compared acupuncture combined with herbal medicine to astaslam intake. Acupuncture combined with herbs demonstrated significantly superior patient outcomes to the medication group. In addition, astaslam produced serious adverse events including headaches, fatigue, dry mouth, and dizziness. Acupuncture did not produce those serious events in the study. So this is a shifting gears a little bit, uh, looking a little bit more like an acupuncture clinic, acupuncture plus herbs. Uh, and let's take a look at the points. The herbal medicine used in the study uh, was Shenzhou An Shentang. The acupuncture points used in the study were heart seven, spleen six, Shusansang, Shenting, Feng Chi, Xin Shu, Pi Shu, Nei Guan, Jusen Li, Zhao Hai. So, Heart Seven, Spleen Six, Sushansang, EXHN One, Du Twenty Four, GB Twenty, BL Fifteen, UB Fifteen, BL Twenty. PC6, or P6 as it's called, stomach 36, kidney 6. A large variety of herbs are in Shenzhou Anshantang, so let's go over that briefly. Dangshen, Xuanzhou Ren, Baizhu, Huangqi, Fushen, Yuanzhi, Longyan Ro, Baizuren, Yijiao Tang, Fuling, Dangui, Chen Pi, Chai Hu, Yu Jin, Gan Chao. And it's vinegar processed Chai Hu, so Ku Chai Hu for uh, the herbal formula Shen Zhao An Shen Tang. So, a total of 54.8% of the acupuncture plus herbal medicine patients completely recovered, and another 35.5% demonstrated significant improvements. The Estazolam group had a 32.3% recovery rate, and another 22.5% demonstrated significant improvements. The failure rate of the acupuncture plus herb groups was uh, 3.2%, and the failure rate of the astaslam group was 25.8%. So that's that's a big difference there. So uh, again, the effective rate is not uh, total recovery necessarily. The 54.8% of the acupuncture group is the total effective rate, so uh, excellent improvement, market improvement, um, like that, uh, not P4 
people who were completely cured. So 54.8% compared to astazolam of people who responded 32.3% of the time. Um, but the failure rate, 3.2% for the acupuncture plus herbs compared with 25.8% of the drug group is very, very significant. Again, that is the 3.2% uh, failure rate of acupuncture plus herbs compared with 25.8% for astazolam. So this study of Shen Zhao An Shen Tang, the herbal formula plus the set of points we went over, heart seven, spleen six, or Shen Song, et cetera, uh, was similar to the first study we mentioned uh, the first study uh, had Do24, Sushensung, Do20, Heart7, Spleen6. And the second study with herbs had a longer set of points. But both investigations shared a bunch of acupuncture points, which is interesting. Both investigations used Heart7, Spleen6, Sushensung, and Do24. So, And th I would say those are common points used in an acupuncture clinic. Another research team, uh, again, investigated a different set of points of Du-20 and Yin Tang. Uh, Yin Tang, and remember, they had lung 7, kidney 6, UB15. Uh, so there's uh, three different approaches here. What's interesting is uh, the most recent studies we just spoke about shared four major acupuncture points for the treatment of sleep. Let's take a moment and turn to how acupuncture regenerates nerves. This article was published on February 20th, 2015. Again, it can be reached uh, at the acupuncture news portal at healthcmi.com. Take a look at the ACU news and uh, look at this research, its references. Uh, very interesting stuff here. We talked a little bit about sleep. We talked a little bit about the treatment of pain. This is a related piece of research because it really goes into something a little different, how acupuncture regenerates nerves. Acupuncture repairs injured nerves. Findings published in Neural Research or Neural Regeneration Research is the name of the publication demonstrate that acupuncture causes injured lower and upper limb motor nerves to repair. Electromyographic nerve conduction tests of acupuncture patients with nerve injuries document, quote, an effective response, unquote, in 80% of patients participating in the study. Electromyography confirms that acupuncture significantly improves motor nerve conduction velocity and amplitude and also promotes functional nerve repair. The researchers made an important discovery. A special set of acupuncture points resulted in good to excellent clinical responses at a very high rate. Using only local acupuncture points, patients had an effective rate of 38.5%. But by adding acupuncture points to the due meridian, in addition to local acupuncture points, the effective rate jumped to 80%. The due meridian is a pathway composed of 28 primary acupuncture points plus extra points. 
many of the dew meridian acupuncture points are located on the midline of the back below the spinous processes of vertebrae. And in traditional Chinese medicine, the application of acupuncture points to the dew meridian, the governing vessel, are used for the treatment of many disorders, including spine and brain ailments, vertigo, numbness, tremors, febrile diseases, and infertility. The research published in Neuroregeneration Research confirms the dew meridian's significant role in the treatment of nerve injuries. Electroacupuncture was applied to both the upper and lower limb groups at a rate of once per day. So again, there were two groups studied here of acupuncture patients, upper limb uh, nerve injury, lower limb nerve injury. Five times per week uh, for a total of six weeks. Look at that treatment regime. One time per day, five times per week, six weeks. Now that's acupuncture. The total number of acupuncture treatments were 30 sessions per patient. The researchers conclude, quote, our results indicate that governor vessel and local meridian acupoints use simultaneously promote functional repair after peripheral nerve injury, unquote. So there was a bunch of protocolized points. The acupuncture points used in the study were a protocolized set of two acupuncture point prescriptions, one for the upper limb, one for the lower limb. The upper limb acupuncture point prescription consists of local acupuncture points at the site of the injured nerve, plus the following do meridian acupuncture points. Do 20, do 16, do 14, do 12. Bai hui feng fu da zoi shen zu. So do 20, do 16, do 14, and do 12. The lower limb acupuncture point prescription consisted of local meridian acupuncture points at the site of the injured nerve plus the following do meridian acupuncture points. Do 6, do 4, do 3, do 2. So the upper limb people had more upper body Dew points and the uh, lower body injury points had lower body dew meridian points. So they chose local acupuncture points based on where the nerve injuries were. So, for example, radial nerve injuries were large intestine 15, large intestine 14, large intestine 11, large intestine 4, large intestine 5. Ulnar injuries more in the ulnar region, so heart 2, small intestine 8, small intestine 7, small intestine 4, small intestine 3, and so forth. Uh, it just it goes on to list the different nerve injury areas and what points were used. Uh, for example, uh, the tibial nerve, so spleen 9, spleen 6, spleen 8, spleen 7. And you can go to the acupuncture news portal and see uh, this article entitled Acupuncture Regenerates Nerves, published February 20th, 2015, and uh, and see all the lists of the different points. It's extensive that were used. They were using uh, 0.35 by 25 millimeter acupuncture points um, to a depth of about one sun at each acupuncture point. And Manual acupuncture was applied uh, to elicit dead chi and then followed by electroacupuncture with a sparse, dense wave uh, from 2 to 100 hertz. 
and intensity was set to tolerance levels. The researchers note that the nerve injuries affect the metabolic microenvironment. Citing an example, they note that sciatic nerve injuries reduce acetylcholinase, oh, acetylcholinesterase activity in the lumbar spinal cord microenvironment. This causes neuronal cell death, thereby impeding nerve repair. The researchers note that acupuncture counteracts this effect, citing that it successfully increases, quote, acetylcholinesterase expression in the spinal cord tissues after peripheral nerve injury, unquote. As a result, the researchers suggest that this may be an important mechanism by which acupuncture promotes the healing of peripheral nerves. So here's another study identifying yet another chemical response in relation to acupuncture that benefits health. Let's take a look at a combination of benefiting sleep and stopping pain. This next article was published on November 25th, 2014 at healthcmi.com on the news portal and it's entitled Acupuncture Soothes Fibromyalgia and Helps Sleep. So fibromyalgia is a little different than standard nociceptive pain in that it is more centrally located, not related to inflammation in terms of uh, pain receptors. Acupuncture reduces pain and improves sleep for fibromyalgia patients. Researchers determined that, quote, acupuncture is an effective form of treatment for individuals with fibromyalgia, unquote, in a meta-analysis of 11 studies. So the meta-analysis form here is usually more admissible in um, acceptance by major institutions uh, as a form of research because what's called a primary study is an individual study. And then a secondary study is a meta-analysis of a bunch of studies. So here, uh, 11 studies. The investigators add that additional research can help to quote, enhance and extend the effective therapeutic use of acupuncture in the treatment of fibromyalgia, unquote. Fibromyalgia is a condition characterized by widespread pain, heightened sensitivity to pain upon pressure, exhaustion, insomnia, and aching joints. Other symptoms include digestive complaints, numbness, tingling, headaches, anxiety, and impaired cognition. The overall presentation of fibromyalgia is pain throughout the body and tenderness. The researchers cited studies finding acupuncture effective for reducing pain at tender points. Overall quality of life scores improved with acupuncture, including significant reductions in sleep disturbances. Patients receiving acupuncture treatments also demonstrated lower rates of relapses and significant reductions in analgesic medication dependence. One of the studies in the meta-analysis used CT scans of the acupuncture patients treated for fibromyalgia. The CT scans revealed, quote, increased U-opioid receptors, quote, unquote, involved in the re reduction of referred pain as a result of acupuncture treatments. The U-opioid receptors are a class of opioid receptors with an affinity for encephalins and beta endorphins. The activation of U-opioid receptors causes pain reduction and sedation. 
Another study in the Scientific Review found electroacupuncture especially helpful in reducing pain levels. So again, now they're bringing the uopioid receptors into the mix using CT scans. One study in the meta-analysis emphasized the importance of traditional Chinese medicine differential diagnostics. Uh, there was an examination of a group of women diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and this was further differentiated into TCM diagnostics. So deficiency of qi and blood, stagnation of qi and blood, stagnation of liver qi. And they concluded that TCM diagnostics can be uh, used in conjunction with scientific investigations to, quote, form more homogeneous groups, unquote, thereby improving the accuracy of findings. The meta-analysis also demonstrates that acupuncture is effective as a standalone treatment modality or as an adjunct modality to other forms of care. So that study was just breaking fibromyalgia down into groups and finding uh, greater consistency by doing that. Prior research published in Clinical Rheumatology concurs citing that acupuncture therapy provides, quote, beneficial effects, unquote, for the treatment of fibromyalgia. So this was published in Clinical Rheumatology, an accepted journal, and in that researchers from the University of Maryland School of Medicine in Baltimore uh, concur and conclude that, quote, real acupuncture is more effective than sham acupuncture for improving symptoms of patients with fibromyalgia, unquote. In another study published by the Department of Anesthesiology at the Mayo Clinic College of Medicine, located in Rochester, Minnesota, the researchers conclude, quote, we found that acupuncture significantly improved symptoms of fibromyalgia. Symptomatic improvement was not restricted to pain relief and was most significant for fatigue and anxiety, unquote. So we see studies all over the world. Here we also have now the Maryland School of Medicine and uh, the Mayo Clinic jumping in. Uh, with a great deal of supportive research here. Uh, we're looking at the treatment of fibromyalgia. People can be quite desperate with this condition. The exhaustion and the pain is intense, and they can get tremendous relief. So the humanitarian relief of suffering is significant with the application of acupuncture. These studies help to bring acupuncture into the mainstream and relieve suffering by helping it to gain acceptance. And as always, what we like to recommend at the Healthcare Medicine Institute is to provide patients with the research so they can read it. Why? It's the follow-through. The uh, people respond to authority. Uh, simply go to Health CMI. Print out the studies relating to your patient's condition of pain or insomnia or whatever condition. There's so many things covered at the news portal. Then give the patients that material. They can take a look and see that the research is validated in our society by institutions that they are familiar with. And that authority lends to compliance. And look at one of the studies we spoke about today. 
people were being treated for 30 visits five days a week. Um, that type of compliance is very hard to get. That type of clinical protocol is hard to pull off in the United States. A lot of it's related to healthcare coverage or the lack thereof. By supplying patients with written material citing clinical and biochemical and bioelectric studies, CT scans, important biochemicals, etc., it helps give them a groundedness, a concreteness to working with a licensed acupuncturist. Absent that, uh, they may place a type of expectation onto acupuncturists of that of a, an MD where they go in once a month, once a year, they, they pick up some drugs, maybe they show up at the uh, drugstore once a week, once a month, whatever, pick up their medications, and uh, they, they don't quite connect constantly having to come back to an acupuncture office in a concentrated fashion as something that's acceptable. And yet, if they're taking medications, there's no issue with taking that medication three, four times a day. But to show up to an acupuncturist's office once a week, twice a week, or more, uh, is not a protocol that people are accepting. People, in general, accept going to see an acupuncturist at least once a week, but the dentist, two to four times a year maybe, chiropractor maybe they'll go once a week for a little bit when they're hurting so it's a habituation issue and compliance is everything to get the job done and so many protocols involve a concentrated amount of treatments in a short period of time and by supplying this research we really help patients to see the value in this let's take a look at something that was published at the Health CMI News Portal for, uh, portal on August 20th, 2012. The titles of the article is Acupuncture Improves Deep Sleep. New research. New research confirms that acupuncture enhances slow wave sleep, SWS. Slow-wave sleep, commonly referred to as deep sleep, is both the third and fourth stage of non-rapid eye movement sleep. So it's that deep, deep sleep. Delta brain waves are dominant during slow-wave sleep. And deep sleep occurs in longer periods in the first three hours of sleep. Children tend to have longer periods of deep sleep while the elderly often experience nights without deep sleep. The research findings confirm that 100 hertz electroacupuncture applied to acupuncture point Anmian, NHN54 Anmian, increases deep sleep, but does not affect rapid eye movement sleep. Experimental models used in deep sleep in the study demonstrated that K opioid receptors mediate 100 hertz electroacupuncture and uopioid receptors mediate 10 hertz electroacupuncture. These findings demonstrate that differing electroacupuncture frequencies activate distinct 
opioid receptors in the brain stem. So a little bit about the points. The acupuncture point on Mion is located behind the ear, midway between acupuncture points GB20 and TB17. According to Chinese medicine principles, on Mion uh, calms the spirit and pacifies the liver. Acupuncturists commonly apply this acupuncture point for the treatment of insomnia, irritability, headaches, and hypertension. In the study, electroacupuncture was applied bilaterally with a 1-inch, 32-gauge stainless steel acupuncture needle inserted to a depth of 2 millimeters. 100 hertz electroacupuncture was delivered with an intensity of 3 uh, milliamps with biphasic pulses of 150 microseconds. Looks like Siri was chiming in there to help me out in the background. I don't know if you got to hear her. I think she picked up on my voice. So again, acupuncture is often used to determine not only if it will improve general insomnia, but specifically what stages of sleep. Again, opioid receptors were found to be mediated by 10 hertz electroacupuncture. So even the choice of frequency in electroacupuncture becomes very important in the treatment model. I want to thank everyone for coming today to our webinar on pain and the treatment of insomnia. It's so important that we help patients with this. Uh, pain patients often receive unnecessary medications or surgeries when they might be better off with something a little less intrusive or a little less toxic. And patients with severe insomnia become a danger to themselves in driving motor vehicles. Uh, the severe exhaustion can be unbearable. And by providing patients with this information, it will greatly help them to stay with their acupuncture and herbal medicine regime and to resolve the condition and really give it a chance. And then on a broader scale in terms of, let's say, acceptance into the healthcare system with insurance, the continued output of research will help embed acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine in the healthcare system. The concern becomes then who will give the acupuncture in the future? Will it be dentists, chiropractors, and MDs, or people with a deeper training with an acupuncture license? And what does that entail? So partially that burden is on the educational institutions providing acupuncture education and also on certifying bodies like the NCCAOM uh, to politically ensure the public gets the best quality of acupuncturist and that it's not just a weekend workshop for a doctor, which is very serious uh, because the term acupuncture... For example, the physical therapists use dry needle therapy, and sometimes they like to use the term acupuncture uh, for applying needles, and they may not have the kind of background that a licensed acupuncturist would have. 
I'm all for physical therapists and chiropractors and dentists applying acupuncture, but it will be good if they first received an acupuncture license prior to doing that. Uh, perhaps in the case of a dentist applying a few simple jaw points and limiting the scope of practice for anesthesia or relaxation is reasonable, but there is a deeper issue of who will be the people in the future to apply Chinese medicine. By having our own institutions do the research, by supporting highly trained acupuncturists achieving the clinical results, we do allow for acupuncturists to be recognized and be the people who can apply this very important treatment for patients. With that, that is our presentation of acupuncture for the treatment of insomnia and pain syndromes. To learn more, visit healthcmi.com. Thank you for visiting with us today. We'll see you soon. Don't forget to log on with your username and password to receive your certificate of completion at healthcmi.com.